This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. And now, from the Fort Mason Center in San Francisco at SoCap 2018, where impact investors, social entrepreneurs, philanthropists, business leaders, and innovators from across the world have gathered to share ideas and formulate actions that will drive positive social and environmental change. This is a Business Radio special presentation of Dollars and Change. Here are your hosts, Katherine Klein and Nick Ashburn. Good morning, and welcome to Dollars and Change at SoCap in San Francisco. This is great to be here. I'm here with my co-host. Hey, guys. I'm Nick Ashburn. It's so much fun because, you know, usually we're in the studio on campus in Philadelphia, and today we are on the floor of the SoCap conference. It is great. And there is, I mean, our students have a lot of energy. Our campus has a lot of energy. But this place is exploding with energy and passion around the social impact of business, what we talk about every week. So we are really excited. A lot excited. of excitement. Absolutely. And we will have a lineup of eight leaders uh, across industries with us over the next two hours. We are excited to be talking uh, you know, with all these folks at SoCap. We had our, our, our pick of amazing uh, folks to interview here as there are about 3,000 people here. 3,000. 3,000. 3,000. Impact investors. We know all of them, by, <laughs> or maybe not. Uh, 3,000 impact investors, world-class entrepreneurs, cross-sector practitioners working across the nonprofit sector, the for-profit sector, all about driving positive social impact. So it's a great place to be. Such a great place to be. All right. So without further ado, our next guest uh, is John Levy, the director of impact at Franklin Templeton. John, welcome to Dollars and Change. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Great to have you here. And and uh, so uh, and I see you are wearing a. Uh, UN uh, Sustainable Development Goals pin and the SOCAP <laughs> pin, and you are the Director of Impact at Franklin Templeton. So tell our listeners first, then maybe we'll dive into your pins, but tell our <laughs> listeners first, um, what is Franklin Templeton? Sure. Um, Franklin Templeton is a, a large asset manager. Uh, we manage over $700 billion, uh, in assets covering uh, equities, fixed income, uh, private equity, real estate, hedge funds. And we really operate globally um, with all different types of clients, uh, from, from retail uh, all the way up to large institutions. Um, and so that, that's Franklin Templeton. It's really one of the most global, um, large-scale asset managers in the world. Got it. So, uh, and, and you get to, uh, to direct the impact space. So what is the impact piece of the, the work that, that Franklin Templeton does? How big is it? Where do you focus? Sure. So... Franklin Templeton's done a lot in the responsible investing space, especially mm -hmm. uh, over the last few years. But it really started uh, with Sir John Templeton, one of the namesakes of the firm, who, before there was a term for SRI, right. um, didn't invest in tobacco and other sin-type stocks. And so it's really in Franklin Templeton's DNA uh, to think about uh, our investments beyond just the, the financial return. Um, we've integrated ESG into most, uh, pretty close to all of the uh, processes among all the different boutique managers across the firm as well. And John, I just everyone here at SOCAP might know what ESG is. I think we've talked about it a couple times on the show already. It's environmental, social, and governance factors. So just for our listeners yeah, who may not be here yeah, at SOCAP. No, yeah, I apologize for that. Yeah, that's, that's, okay. that's very important. And we've done it in a way that's really relevant uh, to each underlying asset manager within the, the firm so that it, we're not superimposing uh, a certain set of... of uh, ways to use that data. It's really been specific to the process of the 
individual group. And then impact, in terms of explicit impact, impact what we're calling, uh, we're new into this space. Uh, we just launched our first strategy uh, focused on, on uh, social infrastructure in the real estate space. Um, but again, our history of responsible investing uh, really goes back to the early days. So we want to we'll uh, dive into that, but talking first about the ESG strategy, do you, when you think about an ESG strategy, and again, and as Nick said, environmental social governance strategy, a couple questions on that. First, do you think of that as screening out bad or screening in good? That's a great question. I, I actually think of it as um, a way to reduce risk and in some instances add alpha. Um, another trend in the finance world right now is smart beta. It's this idea that okay, there wait, wait, are... Okay, wait, wait, we got too many terms. We love these terms, but all right, yeah. so we, we got like... Uh, you, you it sounds risk. like a Wharton finance class. <laughs> we got risk, we got alpha, we got beta. So what, are the, what do these things mean in Essentially, English? ESG, uh, it's not just about being altruistic okay. about how you want your money to act. It's also a way to find value in companies. We think there's long-term value in companies that are being thoughtful about how they, they exist in the world from an mm -hmm. environmental standpoint and how they, they live in the societies that they affect. And so that's really, we don't think of it as a negative screen. We think of it as a way to uncover value and attractive investments. And from a risk standpoint as well, it can be very valuable as you can avoid companies that may get in trouble down the line for, for not being very thoughtful about their role in the world. And that's uh, certainly going to affect them financially as well. Got it. So I wanted to come back to that concept of social infrastructure, yeah. I think you said in real estate. Um, what, what is that? I mean, I could take that a million <laughs> different ways. Yeah, social infrastructure, we define that as the, the physical assets that help uh, social services be rendered to communities. That's, that's a, another loaded phrase. Okay, but so really it's not, I, I don't think it's investing in bars, Nick. Oh, Darn. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe restaurants, though. Later. Uh, Later. Uh, great examples affordable housing, uh -huh. uh, investing in schools, uh, hospitals, and health clinics, and, and even civic buildings. We think um, in, around the world, there's really not enough of these, and mm -hmm. the quality of them tends to be very low. And so we think there's a lot of work that can be done by providing aligned long-term capital to, uh, to these owners and take, take ownership ourselves and really improve the quality and hopefully by providing capital improve uh, increase the overall stock of social infrastructure. Interesting. Uh, okay, so, well. so w and you mentioned ownership. So are we talking about a, uh, a, an alternative asset class like in real estate, not like a bond that would be Correct, correct. We're, we're talking about physically purchasing uh, the real estate assets. Interesting. And, as, so, and this is a new, a new fund that you're creating or... It's a, uh, we can't speak to the specifics uh -huh. of the investment vehicle, but it's a strategy that, that we are running. So as you, you know, so one of the things that's getting uh, attention, Nick, you've, this is something I know you've worked on, is place-based investing. And I wonder when you think about a real estate, in, a real estate mm -hmm. infrastructure investment vehicle, is it important that you have multiple investments in the same community, multiple buildings? Are you thinking like, we're gonna go into Philadelphia is it, you know, it's one off, it's one building here, one service there, or is it like, nah, you know, we're going to target some, some cities. How do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's a, a valid and a very good approach, but we, all, we don't think that's a prerequisite. Mm -hmm. To us, the key is stakeholder engagement. Um, what we don't want to do is superimpose our values on communities. We want to understand what does the community want from this health clinic? What are their concerns? How do they think we can improve it and take that as input into our decisions? And so when we think of place-based 
to us, that means being uh, involved in that community, hearing the concerns and, and the wants and wishes of that community. And so that's how we integrate that fully into how we uh, try to create positive social and environmental impacts. That sounds super important, super valuable. And what I'm wondering is, how does Franklin Templeton actually listen to people in the community? Like, where and how does that actually? A $700 billion <laughs> Yeah, like, manager. there's a little bit of, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm struggling to see the event uh, or the, the mechanism by which that happens. Absolutely. Well, we may be headquartered here in San Mateo near, near SOCAP, yep. but uh, we're a very global firm with, with resources really across the globe. And, and we also partner... Um, as well. And so for any given asset, we go visit the asset, we talk to the community, we talk to the management, and we, we get into those communities as much as we can. And by being long-term capital, we also don't have to have that full engagement day one. It can be a, an evolution over time, or as we take over ownership, we'll understand that community more and more over time and can continue to hopefully improve um, the value of that asset to its community. Interesting. And John, I'm hearing an implicit impact thesis in this investment, but is it about improved outcomes of Absolutely. Ed, like educational outcomes or health outcomes, or like what's the impact thesis in going into these investments? Absolutely. When we think of impact thesis, we, we call that a theory of change. It's really about starting off with what are the challenges you're trying to address? How do you plan to address them? And then what are the, the impacts or the outcomes? And as I mentioned earlier, to us, the, at the broadest level, broadest level, it's about there's not enough social infrastructure. So by providing capital that is aligned with the purpose of the, the building of the facility, um, we think that's very impactful. Um, that's, it's, it's very explicit also specifically to each sector. So education is going to be about education outcomes. Mm -hmm. um, healthcare is going to be about health outcomes. Of course, one of the things I think those of us in the impact space know is you can't go then do research. You can't go follow the individuals who've gone to that health clinic and see where they're at 20 years from now for outcomes. So what you really do is you take uh, key performance metrics and you tie that to well-renowned research that shows having more affordable housing in a community creates stronger communities, better health outcomes, better education outcomes, et cetera. So we try to tie the data to the, the research that shows those real outcomes. That sounds familiar, Catherine. Yes, <laughs> yes, we think a lot about that. We think a lot about impact measurement and, and, you know, and what is the research evidence and how do we integrate all of this? Well, and I think to that point, one thing that we're very focused on at the Wharton Social Impact Initiative is, is this, uh, this idea on the front end of sort of impact due diligence. Depending on what company or sort of investment we're looking to make, specifically looking at what do we know from the evidence of academic literature. Mm -hmm. Because we don't, again, like we're not going to do a randomized control trial, although we could, we I could. guess, we but could. probably on a portfolio of investments, that's gonna be a long time, a yes. lot of resources right. for yes. us, right. let alone a commercial investor. Yeah. So um, I think we're very interested in looking at, you know, let's say we are doing affordable housing. You know, what's our, what, what are we being sold on one hand, what the impact is from the, the investee but also what's our theory of change, what's our logic model, and where do you know, we really think the impact from an evidence-based perspective mm -hmm. lines up. Mm -hmm. And then from a portfolio management perspective, thinking about, to your point about key performance indicators, what are we managing toward? You know, making sure that we stay on track. So 
I know we're thinking about that, and it sounds like that's relatively aligned with how yeah. you're thinking about it too. And, and there's such a, an obsession, I'd say, around these key performance metrics. Mm -hmm. But uh, as a standalone, those those don't mean much. So we've we've educated 300 students. What what does that mean? Is that good? Should it have been 500? Right. Should it have been 100? Sure. It has to be placed in a context, and I think research plays an incredibly important role there because of the the realistic limitations of you can't go and study the long-term effects of, of, of every investment. Right. Yeah. I'm curious, as you uh, we're, as we're coming to the end of our, of our segment here, where you see the field going? I mean, at Cambridge Associates, with this, you know, with, with this uh, size of assets under management, you have a perch to really see. Franklin the... Templeton. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm looking down at my notes. Thinking about oops. our last guest. Oops, oops. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, damn. I don't think I've ever done that on the air before, but it's first time for everything. Thank you, Nick. Franklin, uh, Franklin Templeton. And, uh, yes. Uh, so, your perch. Tell us how you see the field evolving. What do you think is going to, given the trends you've seen, where do you see the field in five or ten years? Absolutely. Of I, I think uh, a lot of people here at SOCAP, I, I kind of call them the first generation impact investors. There are a lot of people who are proving out the field and proving out that you can you can get attractive rates of return and still care about what your money is doing. I see the trend shifting now to scaling that. It's been proven that you can do this. Mm. And I think firms like Franklin Templeton are trying to come in and pro find ways to bring scale to, to a lot of the best practices that are, are being practiced already and help further define those those best practices as well. But a part of that too, I think there is a skepticism about seeing large firms come into this space. I see a lot of people who have been doing this for, for decades, they're a bit worried that firms are thinking of this as a marketing exercise, right. as taking what they're already doing and spinning it. And I think that's why it's really important to be authentic about what you mean by impact. And we've really built that into our approach. It's about transparency and being really authentic, not overselling the role you have, but really being true to how much you can do while also providing attractive returns. And that attractive returns part is so important. I heard your previous guests talk about that. If you want to bring scale, if you don't get the returns, you're going to be a one and done and no one's going to invest with you. So it's really important for us to think about this dual return approach. Right. We're hearing that a lot while we're, while we're at SoCup. And uh, I love the point about the authenticity. And you're right. There is a skepticism about you know, large institutional investors and large firms getting into this space. Uh, and so it's it's uh, you know it's it's refreshing to hear you know the importance of authenticity and and uh, and coming back to the coming back to the core. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe in the last thirty seconds, what are you hoping to get out of SoCap in a sentence or two? Sure. I mean, I think what's great about SoCap is it's it's really the clashing of worlds, right? I mean, I think the previous model was you, you can make money or you can give money away, and I think you see people coming from traditional philanthropy backgrounds, and then you have the investment bankers all coming together, and I just love how that forces really robust conversations. And already seen a lot of those and just really looking forward to, to seeing those uh, meaningful conversations happen over the next few days. Fabulous. Thank you so much for being with us. John Levy, the Director of Impact at Franklin Templeton. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.